You only have so much time. And you have a big assignment. I want the entire world to hear the gospel in my generation. I want every person on this planet to be saved. We open God's Word today together to be subject to it, to be taught by it, to be instructed. Let's go. What you're saying right now is, how did we get here? Well, because people do not believe in the sufficiency of Scripture. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, that's where it is. Yep. Being Reformed is more than just affirming the five solas. It's more than just affirming Tula. No one is outside the reach of Christ and His blood. If we are truly Reformed, there should be a sanctification, a desire to be sanctified by Christ, by holding onto as tight as we can the one who makes us white as snow. You can no more born yourself again than you born yourself the first time. Just so that you guys don't think we're just pulling stuff out of our cans here. Hey, what's up, guys? Chris and AG here. What up? Um, so we are currently... At In-N-Out Burger. Uh, In-N-Out Burger um, on Van Nuys Boulevard in... Uh, well, today's not sunny California. No. Uh, it's like rainy Georgia. Yeah. So... Uh, the reason that we wanted to record, we are we are currently attending the Shepherds Conference uh, at Grace Community Church um, here in Sun Valley, uh, and something that may uh, come across your social media feeds or ha well by the time you hear this, it definitely has uh, has been the uh, the Q and A that happened um, at the Shepherds Conference between uh, Phil Johnson, who was moderating, uh, Dr. Mark Dever. Uh, Dr. Ligon Duncan, Dr. Al Moeller, uh, Dr. Sinclair Ferguson, who didn't say much, uh, and Dr. John MacArthur. Uh, so the issue came up of uh, social justice. And so AG and I are just sitting here talking about this. And um, this is something that, that uh, I was just kind of thinking this might be good for our listeners to hear um, it, it, because this is a hot button issue, right? Yeah, especially um, in our culture now and, and inside the, the church People are taking hard stances on, on this issue. Yeah. So the, the the specific issue that came up here um, during the Q and A this afternoon uh, was Phil Johnson um, uh, got right down to the heart of the matter. So sorry about the noise. We are in a restaurant, and, but it's if you've never had an out burger, you're missing out. I'm just saying. He's unhappy. Um, so he just got right down to the issue of uh, asking uh, Dr. Moeller, Dr. Dever, and uh, Dr. Duncan um, where they stood as far as the Dallas statement, which is the statement on social justice. And basically the question was, why didn't you sign it? Yeah, ba ba basically that, that that's it. And so uh, th there's been a lot of social media um, hype on that even even this afternoon. So we thought just from uh, from our standpoint, from matter of theology, we would just kind of take a second um, uh, as we, he and I were sitting here talking. So I just kind of thought, man, it might be cool just to hear for our listeners to hear us talking about this. Because I feel like what we're saying is um, we're not on two sides of this. We are both, um, <clears throat> AG and I are, are united all the way um, on it. But we're just talking about 
statements in general. Should you sign them? Should you not sign them? Uh, and what we've already talked about, just to get you guys caught up, is um, you know the reason that we, that both he and I, did sign this statement uh, on so- social justice. And, and maybe we'll, we can put a link in our description here uh, to that, so you can read through it, read through it prayerfully, read through it with scripture open. Um, it's very well well worded. Um, and there were there wasn't just one person that drafted up. There was multiple multiple yeah. people. Yep. John MacArthur, Bodie Bauckham, um, I think Josh Bice was there too. Yeah. Uh, Dr. James White. So there there were a lot of people that were involved in drafting this. So and, and basically how it, it it reads differently in different places because different people wrote different sections and they came and brought it together. Right. And made it one statement. Right. So so basically the the stance uh, of the statement. Uh, well, I'll, I'll let you guys read it. I, I won't even try to do that right now. Um, uh, but the the whole issue of the social justice movement or the social gospel um, is what we've been sitting here talking about. Just because uh, social justice issues um, uh, should not be lumped in, uh, in our opinion, uh, and, and the opinions of... Uh, of um, uh, others who have signed the statement is it shouldn't be said that this should be part of the gospel that um, uh, you may hear terms like woke the woke church, woke church or um, you know that there, there, there's a best-selling author uh, who uh, Phil Johnson mentioned tonight not by name um, even though I said his name when Phil said that um, but he, he just said that um, that he did this person said and I quote I didn't fully understand the gospel until I became woke. Uh, so, uh, so we were just sitting here talking about that and why why it's important to draw lines, why it's important to say this is where we stand. Um, yeah, wow, guest appearance by a child who is screaming. Um, so, uh, but anyway, so we're just we're just sitting here talking about this. Um, um, and, and we talked to a couple people afterwards who said that they also didn't sign it. And the reason that they didn't sign it is because they are trying to reach people on the opposite side, even though they agree with everything in the statement, um, that they chose not to sign it just because they're trying to reach those people and didn't want uh, any conversations to be started with presuppositions and defensiveness because of signing a statement on something. Um, you know, Dr. Dever said he just doesn't sign a lot of statements. Um, and in the culture of his church, um, you know, he's, he's in Washington, D.C., trying to reach a bipartisan crowd and uh, a multicultural crowd, which we all should be, by the way. Um, we are told in Revelation, uh, in, in chapter 5, that uh, there will be people from every tribe, every tongue, and every nation uh, that need the gospel. The gospel is not exclusive for one race. Um, and, and that's the issue, is um, um, basically stating that, that, that there's, you know, um, there are people out there on the opposite side of this issue that have said that we need to, uh, if you're a Caucasian, a white American Christian, that you need to repent publicly for the sins of your father and grandfather, um, even though they may not have been racist themselves. And, of course, that flies in the face of... I mean, hey, even if they weren't even... From this country at that time, right? They didn't right. even have slavery, you know. Right. So that, that that flies in the face, of course, of the gospel itself. Of if the, you're white, repent. Okay. Yeah. That, if you're that, white, repent. That is, that is what one very well-known author and pastor said. Um, 
which of course is, is not true. And we see that in the book of Ezekiel as, as, uh, as in many other places where we are held responsible for our own sins and our own actions that the righteousness of our parents and grandparents don't count to us in the same way that we don't have to pay for their sins, even if they were uh, racist. So, man, um, but uh, I think a lot of good was said. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's important on this issue, as Dr. MacArthur said, um, to we have to be very careful uh, in the evangelical church as far as where, because there's so many new groups of people coming out claiming uh, that they have been oppressed and are suffering and need the help of the church, when really their goal uh, is just um, political power financial gain. Um, And so this is where craving discernment, this is where praying for and seeking after discernment, um, studying your scriptures as we constantly try to remind you guys to do, uh, comes into play. So, um, but you were saying something before we started recording that I thought was awesome. Um, Because uh, if we are trying to reach people on the other side of that movement, Mm Uh, or on the other side of anything, if there's somebody that we disagree with from a biblical standpoint, um, you know, we we want them to know where we stand, right? And it can be done in love, sure, right? Um, right. Which I think was a, a prime example tonight, or this afternoon, is uh, you know these guys are brothers, um, and from a theological standpoint, they are on the are on the same page. I think where it differs for them is an open-handed issue. Yeah. on how to address the culture and how, from a biblical standpoint, how to tackle it. Yeah, that, I, in, in talking about how to address the culture um, with each of these different pastors, speakers, you know, when we go to address the culture on anything else, we address it with what? We address it with the gospel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just straight out. We we just give and proclaim the gospel. But yet for some reason on this issue, some think we should address it in a different way. Right? With almost with kid gloves. Mm. Right? We need to put on the kid gloves and we need to treat them differently, um, catering to them as to not offend them. No, what we need to do is we need to address it still with the gospel. Yeah. Right? And yep. because and part of the reason that people say, well, you know, I don't sign statements. I don't want to draw lines. Well, you're going to draw lines one way or the other. Yeah. It's better just to draw lines right out front so people automatically say, well, well, they know this is where you stand. Because once you start talking to them and once the conversation gets going, it's going to come out where you stand regardless. Yeah. So it's better to be honest up front and say, hey, this is where I stand. And so now let's have a conversation about it. And if they don't want to have a conversation with you about it, well, that shows their maturity. You know? so, well, and, and, you, and people like that, and you can still love them and, and, and encourage them. And stuff, but don't beat around the bush, right? Because right. we don't do that with anything else. Why would we do that on this issue? If, yeah. if, if I'm going to reach a lost person, I'm going to go reach them with the gospel. I'm not going to just put on the kid gloves. You know, I'm going to love them. I can do it in love. I don't, you know, I don't have to be harsh uh, or rash or anything like that. I can speak the gospel in love, and I can, I can bring them in. I can love on them. I can encourage them. I can help grow them. I can walk with them. Whatever sin they're dealing with, I can get in there with them, and I can help show them and guide them and, and just grow them. 
right? And it's the same thing with this, but I don't have to say, oh, well, I'm not going to draw this line. I want to reach them. And I'm, and you know, part of the thing was, well, you know, we need to sit down and listen. Hey, great. Sit down and listen. Absolutely. You should do, be doing that with everybody. Yeah. Not just yeah. with this issue. You yeah. should be sitting down and listen to everyone. Listen to their story. Listen to where they come from. Listen to who they are. But one thing does not change, and that's the necessity of the gospel. Well, and, and uh, who was it? Paul Washer. I think I referenced it in one of our other episodes. Paul Washer said uh, that the initial look at the gospel Right, the initial hearing of the gospel, as Romans 10 says, is what saves us, right? Uh, the, the work of the Spirit through the proclamation of the word is what is, is, is uh, when justification happens. Which is what Ligon Duncan talked about in his message, but yet in the Q&A didn't exactly share that same sentiment as his own message. So, That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, you know, but a further look at the gospel, right? Further examination of the gospel once we become believers is what conforms us into the image of Christ. So that's 2 Corinthians 3. So my thing with this is, again, just like you said, it can be done in love. It has to be done in love yeah. because, yeah, because it, as, as we see in 1 Corinthians 13, and, and when we do a recap of Shepherd's Conference, Austin Duncan, uh, who's the, the student pastor at Grace Community Church, they gave an incredible message about um, uh, faithfulness and love. Yeah. And so unless you do it in love, mm-hmm. unless you oppose, if you have to oppose a rebuke in love or anything you do, if it's not bathed in love, then you haven't seen the grace of God or you're not, right. not, not proclaiming that. You're just a noisy, right. clean clanging symbol and gong. Um, So it can be done in love, but it's got to, there has to be, there has to be no pride there. And I think that's one of the biggest issues with people is it's pride and insecurity and culture Mm. elevated Right. over the gospel right. so it's the same thing that you find in the in the extreme charismatic movement yeah. where people like Bethel are elevating experience over the truth right. and so ultimately in the social justice movement for the most part I'm talking about the extreme social gospel people the people that are just saying that you have to get woke the people that are saying that when you preach the gospel you have to also preach this um, they're elevating experience, insecurity, pride, whatever it is, yeah. over truth. Now, look, and I'm saying that, I'm saying that as a man who grew up in a town where I was the minority. Okay, I grew up. I spent when I I said grew up. I spent two years, formative years, last year of middle school, first year of high school, in a town where I was seriously one of the only Caucasian kids in school. I get persecution. I get all that stuff. But when you when you become a believer, when the gospel has changed your life, you let all of that go. You are a new creation, a new experience, a child of God, adopted in, an heir of, of, of the king. Um, so you Hello. You let all that go. And so what that your new nature and identity is no longer in what has happened to you, right. but it is as a child of God. Right. And if you want to talk about justice, and I want to refer to Vody on this, Vody Bauckham, if you have not listened to uh, the talk he gave at G3, 
I think like the uh, pre-conference. I, I think Sovereign Nations put that out. Yeah, Sovereign Nations put that out. Um, search for it on YouTube. Um, you can watch it for free. But he really has, as a man, we were just sitting here talking. This man grew up in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. This man knows what it means to be persecuted for the color of his skin. Right. Yet, he is in... He, he is in absolute opposition to the social justice movement. Yeah. And, the, and the reason for that is he says you have to quantify the word justice. Yeah. If you're a believer in Christ, you have to know and remember that God's justice is the justice you're talking about. Um, and so you have to unpack that and see what that is. I mean, we don't want justice. Right. True justice right. would mean us going to hell. Yeah. But we've received the mercy of Christ through what he did at the cross and the resurrection. That's our identity. That's what we preach to every tribe, every tongue, every nation. Now, that, doesn't mean, that, that does not mean that we ignore those who are suffering. Just because some of us have taken a stance and said the social justice movement, the social justice gospel is not the gospel and is a danger to the church, doesn't mean that we don't care about those who have been persecuted, those who are suffering. Um, even in racial situations. It does not mean we don't care about that. It means that we love people the way that Christ loved people. And that's how we look at them and that's how we view them. But to say that's part of the gospel. Then is to say you don't know the gospel. Absolutely. I would agree with that. So, um, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, just, I mean, mean, and even going back to Austin Duncan's message, it's the, uh, if you don't love people, then you're not following Christ. Um, yeah. Just because, I mean, the people in the social justice movement, right, they, they, they look at the church and they say, well, you know, you're not doing enough, or like you said, uh, if you preach this, you must preach this. Well, why? For what? Well, because I'm oppressed. I'm this. I'm that. Well, no. If you're a believer in wrong, you're in Christ. Right. You're That's in, who you're you are. You're in Christ. Now, if you come to me with this and say, well, I feel this, like this is going on. Great. I'll love you, but I'll guide you through that, through right. the gospel. Right. Right. Why? Because you're created in the image of God. Right. You're, you're in the Mago Day, and therefore I am... I am commanded to love you, right. and as uh, as a person created in the image of God, I do love you. That's right. That's right. And so, uh, because I love you, I am going to give you the gospel. I'm going to guide you through this, right? But if you come and say, you know, social justice, social gospel, blah blah blah, I'm going to say, well, you don't know the gospel. Let me unpack the gospel for you. Yeah. And that is when you come to Christ. You are not your own anymore. That's right. Your life is not That's yours right. to live That's for right. yourself. Your life now becomes one that is live, uh, lived unto the Father, and it's for His work that you now live. Right. Not your own. So if you feel oppressed, you feel this, you feel that, guess what? Who cares? Because your life is not yours to live for yourself. Right. It's now yours to live for Christ. Christ. So now you serve Christ. You love Christ. You do everything in your life to honor Christ, not yourself. So if you're struggling with the social gospel, really you're worshiping yourself and you love yourself too much. And you need to repent and you need to come away from that and you need to turn to Christ. Well, so so that, that brings me back to something that Lig said tonight, mm-hmm. right? With we we become what we worship. You become 
how you worship determines uh, who you worship. Yeah. Yeah. So, so question for you. Um, and this is like rhetorical for me, but I want you to answer it out loud. Um, some would say that if you stand on the side of signing the statement on the social, of social justice, if you stand on the side of saying this is wrong, then you're refusing to engage the culture and be all things to all people. Um, and to, to, uh, you're refusing to lay down your own desires and thoughts that you might win more and save some. Uh, no, because, uh, the fact that if, if I sign a statement, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you where I stand, right? But because of where I stand, therefore, I am obligated to reach people on the other side. I'm obligated to give them the God. I'm obligated to serve them. I'm obligated to give them truth and show them truth and bring them into truth. So just because I stand on one side doesn't mean I'm shutting down conversation to the other side. It in fact means I'm obligated to have conversation with the other side because of what I believe and where I stand and what the gospel says and what the gospel says how I should live and how I should love other people. Yep, and, and that goes for more than just social justice. That's right. That goes, that for, goes everything. for everything. That goes for everything. That goes for uh, your walk in holiness. That goes for uh, preachers and how you preach the word, how you, how you minister to your congregation, uh, how you worship in church, the ways in which you worship, the God in which you worship. Uh, it goes for youth ministry, how you serve the youth. It goes for missions, how you do missions. It, I mean, it touches on everything. Yeah. So, uh, man, it's good stuff, y'all. Uh, did I just assume the role of Nick right now? I, I think you, I think we both did it. We we, we channel our, our inner Steineken at right. uh, uh, at different points in this. He's not physically here, but he's here in spirit. That's it, man. That's it. He would have he would have enjoyed. Uh, oh yeah. He, he would have enjoyed today. So, um, uh, anything else you want to say about this issue? I mean, we're, we're, I, I think. We're, once no, we digest, no, I mean, we'll, I we'll probably talk about recap. Uh, just because the, the issue of the social justice movement or social gospel, when you it shouldn't even be an issue. Just because of the nature of the gospel and what it is, it and what scripture says, it you know it reaches all people of all nations, of all tongues, of all tribes. It's for everyone, no yeah. matter your ethnicity and, and, and where you come from. God has has people in every area of the world. He has an elect people That's right. that he is going to draw to himself through the proclamation of the gospel. Yep. And the and the reason the reason that this movement is so dangerous, and Dr. MacArthur said it wonderfully this afternoon. He said that the dangerous thing is is there are so many, right? There's so many different People groups, people groups yeah. um, if you can say it that way, um, that are constantly rising to the surface and saying, you know, like, like he mentioned the Me Too movement, the LBGTQA, whatever um, the movement, and, and, and not diminishing what people have been through. I think it's important to say that. Not diminishing circumstances, not diminishing heartache, not diminishing persecution, not diminishing any of that stuff. But again, you said it wonderfully when you are in Christ. 
We're talking about believer to believer. Yeah. Your identity is no longer in those things. That's right. Now, it may take time to heal. Yeah. You might need counseling, time right. of the word. Right. Right. Reconciliation may right. need to happen, repentance. Right. And that's where we walk with that's like each said, other yes. through that. But yeah. the dangerous thing is, is there's so many people, groups, and people mm-hmm. that are coming out and saying, not, not to use the Me Too move. I'm, I'm not saying the Me Too movement here, but I'm saying they're going, hey, raising their hands, Me Too, Me Too, I've been right. hurt, I've been persecuted, the church needs to help me, right. but they're doing it for political gain yeah. and financial power and financial means, and that also is not the gospel issue. Right. This scripture is very clear not to be a lover of money, not to do things for sword gain. Um, you know, so so that is a, that, that is a huge, huge danger. Um, so one thing I, I, one of the last things I want to say is, I can appreciate, um, even though it was very tense, yeah, a couple of different moments, uh, especially between uh, Dr. Moeller and uh, Phil Johnson. Um, uh, I know those guys love each other, uh, and I know those guys will stack hands at the end of this. I hope. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Phil, Phil, and, and, and Al seem pretty like. We're going to avoid each other when they got off the stage. But that just could have been because people want to talk to them. Um, but, uh, but they can stack hands at the end and say, hey, I love you. Uh, and I think that's a great example. Look, um, th- there may be things that you disagree with somebody on um, who ultimately is a believer, um, but you may have disagreements with. Um, it- it's good to talk out those disagreements. Um, that That is edifying iron sharpening iron mm-hmm. sharpening is a friction mm-hmm. uh, process that happens um, you know but but I, I appreciate the fact that they were even willing to get up there and talk about it in front of 4,500 pastors and men yeah. and the world and the on world. live stream right. um, you know so anyway man anything else no I would say if you're focused on the gospel right if you, the truths of the gospel and what it teaches uh, all this other stuff will fall it'll fall in perspective right so so if if i'm focused on the truth of the gospel what it says what it is you know how it's it's laid out in the gospel and how it's applied to my life and how i should uh when i receive the gospel how it changes me leads me into sanctification right um when i view topics like social justice i'm going to view them through the lens of uh, a gospel issue. That's right. And, and, and therefore, I see. Well, no, your your oppression. You, you may as painful feel as it was. It, it may be painful, right? But compared to the gospel, if you are, if you're, if you believe this movement, and you are in Christ, you they conflict with one another. Yeah. Right. They they butt heads because you can't be in this and be in Christ at the same time because they teach two one teaches I'm oppressed the other teaches I'm free through grace in Christ right one teaches this person uh, is evil and they should repent for for their ancestors sins against oh me gosh, yeah. one's the <laughs> other the other side says it says um, no we're forgiven in right. Christ that's right and and while someone else's ancestors may have sinned against your ancestors that has nothing to do with the relationship between the two of you right right, right. you can move right. on from that through grace in Christ that's through, right through that's right. through forgiveness of one another um, because guess what if you're holding someone to the, to this standard saying they need to repent 
of sins that they never committed against you. That means you That do means as well. you, you are in sin yeah. against yeah. them, falsely accusing them of something they've never done, or maybe even their family has never even done. You don't know. You didn't live back then. And do you guys see the issue with this? Mm-hmm. Do you see how quickly it spirals out of control mm-hmm. and then to where something that is not a gospel issue then becomes one. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and that's why I said too before, make sure like, if you're going to have a conversation with someone about, about anything like this where you have a disagreement, there has to be that agreement going, hey, just like RC, right? RC and John, there was a, there was a video uh, that they played, uh, that Look in Your Ministries played, um, just kind of recapping the friendship of Dr. R.C. Sproul and John MacArthur. And uh, there was an older clip, too, of R.C. saying, look, if I went to John and I showed him something in Scripture um, that was different, a different viewpoint than he had or something that he thought, that John would change his viewpoint regardless of what it cost him because it was the truth found in Scripture. So we all... All of us have to be willing to go. If look, if if Scripture teaches something, whether it's a theme, a, a, a Christian ethic issue, a worship issue, which we're going to get more into that, I promise you. Um, especially after the things that the Lord has admonished and confirmed in me uh, th- this week. Um, regardless of what that issue is, if someone comes to you with the gospel, with the counsel of God, right. and says, "Brother, sister, you're, I love you, but yeah. but here's where I see the the error in what you're saying or doing," we have to be willing to change that. Yeah, and one regardless thing, of the cost. The problem is, is in the culture now, people don't hear, "I love you." Here's this. They hear, "You're wrong." You're wrong. Here's this. Yeah. Change. Well, yeah. No. But, and, and then people, it, it's a pride issue, right? It is. It, it's, it's a, a hard issue. issue. Yeah. Uh, because people don't, they want to keep their feelings because they feel justified in having those feelings. Therefore, they feel that they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Right? They can hold anyone accountable for whatever. Right. And it makes them feel good. Right. Um, well, no, that's not the gospel. You can't be in Christ and be that way. That's prideful. That's self-righteousness. You need to repent of that. Right. 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 Um, and I guarantee you, if you go to your brother who's trying to love you and show you these things, if you say, man, I was wrong about this. Uh, forgive me about that. Guess what? If he is in Christ, and he's he, going to do it. He's going to forgive you yeah. and you can move on from there. That's great. That's what, that's what you want. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, it comes down to a pride issue. Yeah. If I'm if I'm holding to the social gospel and I feel oppressed because, like you said, there's new movements popping up all the time. Oh my gosh! Right? There's there the next movement that comes up is going to be like some some kind of women's religious movement that's been oppressed for two years. You won't let us be some, pastors, right? Yeah. So. You, yeah. You won't, well read the Bible. It, you can't be pastors, so get over it. Amen. Uh, but. It's a, it, it comes down to a pride issue. If you feel someone has wronged you and you need, uh, or, or they have oppressed you, and you need them to repent of something they actually didn't do because you feel oppressed, well, guess what? You're not free in Christ. And, That's it. And you need, you, you need the gospel. You need Jesus to, to free you. To you. take you yep. out of out of yep. this bondage yep. of this oppression that you've really put yourself in, 
um, and, and free you from that. That's a sanctification issue. Yeah. Now, Absolutely. whether it's a sanctification, an initial sanctification issue, or a continual sanctification right. issue, that's between you and the Lord. Uh, but, yeah, man. So, we just wanted to... We were having a good conversation, so yeah. I was like, man, let me get my phone out, and yeah. it's going to be loud. This is... It, it's going to be raw. It's going to be raw. They're going to be screaming raw babies footage. and dropping, dropping dishes and... Um, you know, Chris and Drew slapping the table a couple right. times, but um, anyway, hey, we uh, we appreciate everybody who listens to our podcast, and um, just know we're praying for you. Um, and um, if you are listening to this and you have questions, concerns, well, let me also say this. Also, if you sign a statement, okay, it's not wrong to sign a statement. That's right. But at the same time. If you feel convicted as to not sign a statement, not signing a statement doesn't mean that you oppose the statement itself. That's correct. Okay? So, because we talked to some, some people tonight that they didn't sign it, but they have just because they didn't sign it, other people looked at them as if they opposed what was being said, right. and that's not true. That's true. So, yep. so yep. You, if you sign it, if you sign a statement, or what, as long as it's theologically, biblically sound, oh, yeah. you know, Sure, it can be defended by the gospel. Hey, okay, that's your conviction. But not signing a statement doesn't mean that you don't agree with that's it. That's right. And, and doesn't mean that you oppose it. That's right. Uh, either. So just leaving you with that. Um, yeah. So, hey, any, uh, any questions about anything? If you have uh, comments, uh, concerns, emotional outbursts, uh, send us an email. Yeah. Um, or leave it on our Facebook page. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So this is uh, Chris and AG signing off from uh, the beautiful, even though today it was cold, rainy, and very windy. Yes. Um, uh, typically very, very beautiful uh, Sun Valley, California uh, from the Shepherds Conference 2019. Uh, look for more soon. Go in God's grace. Good day.